0: My parents got back last week from their, they went on like a supposedly like a five day jaunt to Puerto Rico and then they got stuck in Puerto Rico for two more days. Oh no. (laughs) No, I, I know. I forgot to tell you because I was saving it. My parents are, you know, our parents are getting older, like, you know, when they travel by themselves, like, I get a little worried now, you know, like, I'm just, I'm just concerned that something unexpected might come up. So when my mom called me at 1148 on Monday night, I was like, oh, no, I pick up the phone and my mother goes, we are stuck in Puerto Rico. And you're like, have you been detained? Uh, yeah, like, I'm <laughs> like, what do you mean? To try to bring a plant back? Well, it's still the U.S. Well, but, like, Hawaii, you can't do that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, it turns out that their, like, flight had gotten canceled and they weren't going to get rebooked until for, like, five days or something. What? And I was like, wow, that's that's excessive. And they were, like, just stuck. Is there still a plane shortage? I don't know what was going on. Like, there were a bunch of cancellations last weekend, I think because of storms in around Florida, which okay. I like, which is, you know, that area. So I was like, okay, sure. But it was quite funny. And then my mother demanded, even though it was midnight, that both me and Alex must help them now look for flights out of Puerto Rico. <laughs> Why did she have you if not for this moment? Why would you get married if not to bring an additional soldier to the fight? (laughs) We were like, we were about to go to sleep. You can't help your mother who raised you. Anyway, the saga is fine. Like, oh no, they were forced to spend two more days at the beach. Oh no. I was gonna and, say, I'm sure that it was beautiful, but... Yeah, and now they've returned. They have found their way home. It's it's okay now. And they managed to solve that issue without me because I had to tell my mother, I'm going to bed. And then she demanded that we resume helping again in the morning. And I said, no, mother, I have to go to class. <laughs> <laughs> does she think that you have access to like a different google i think so because i was like i have given you all the information i have i am not a plain (laughs) savant some people are but they have the misfortune of not having reared one of those well i'm glad they're safely home yes but um i thought you would like to know the audacity of my mother (laughs) Well, welcome to this month's episode of rom Comathon. i am um, Alex. I'm Kat. And this month we're talking about the new film on HBO, uh, Moonshot. I feel like this is the episode that almost didn't happen because we're both really busy. <laughs> yeah, I watched it like a week ago and I just went through my notes and was like, oh yeah, that happened. Usually we like text a tiny bit about it because we watched the movie around the same time, but I only... Semi recently saw your text, and I wonder if we felt differently about it. Let's find out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I started off deeply annoyed, and then like it kind of grew on me later. Like There were cute parts. There were parts that I thought were well-written. It's a very odd movie. Like I think yeah. you need to go in with a very open mind. I didn't feel like the pacing or the vibe or his face worked for me Um, in any way. I was very confused. Okay, so should we like go into the plot of Moonshot? I think it's important. First, let's say it stars Cole Sprouse and Lana Condor. Yes. It is so funny how these actors are just like growing up before our very eyes. I know. Yes, I think it's important that you summarize the plot before we kind of assess our opinions before we get started i would like you to know that this is a sci-fi rom-com very um the vibe is very xenon girl from the 21st century um which is what i was thinking the whole time i was watching this did they ever say what year it took place 2049 oh okay okay at the beginning yeah so it's like 2049 cole Sprouse plays this uh university student slash assistant barista who is working inexplicably underneath a sassy robot Um, who I did like. <laughs> yes. And I liked all the yes, Yeah. And he's like, his whole goal in life is to get to Mars because Mars is being developed by essentially a nicer Jeff Bezos. I was thinking Elon Musk, but... Yeah. They have a student program and uh, he has been rejected like 37 times. I'd like to give you the vibe. He is a manic pixie dream boy who is stifled by poverty yes that is accurate god i really hated him okay We'll get into that. (laughs) Let's continue. Um, Yeah, he goes to a party and he has this magical night with this girl who apparently had some class with him freshman year, named Ginny, and they had an amazing night together. But she's about to have like this big thing tomorrow, and it turns out that her big thing is going to Mars. And he was actually the one who convinced her because he talked so passionately about it. But they have like this magical kiss, and then she's like, "Bye, I'm going to Mars." Meanwhile, at this party early on, he also runs into Lana. Condor, who is like the roommate of the girl throwing the party, who is this really intense type A, really, really smart person, and has been dating uh, Mason Gooding, who is now in every movie I see. (laughs) Apparently, right? (laughs) And his whole family is currently on Mars for what is supposed to be like a short term placement. So they're in this like long distance thing, and it's really challenging for her. And clear, short term several years. No, but it's like, it's originally supposed to be like one year or like six months or something like that. Oh, okay. This length of time grows as the movie progresses. Carry on. Cole Sprouse kind of breaks into a room by accident looking for the bathroom and like breaks this orb she has. I couldn't what the function of this orb was except it was like like her snapchat she it's our way of communicating with Mason Gooding and it breaks and he's very apologetic. but that's their only run-in after this party both of them are in these places and then it's like a month later and Cole Sprouse has been texting with his girlfriend from Mars girlfriend is strong yes his but they're still talking yes and Lana Condor is very upset because Mason Gooding in this time has accepted a longer placement on Mars. And originally the plan was, was for him to come back and they were going to like start their lives together. They have been together, by the way, for eight years. Uh, So then Cole Sprouse runs into Lana Condor again at his coffee shop because she's in like a depression funk. They get to know each other and talk about their separate issues. He does inadvertently lead her to believe that he's been dating Ginny, this girl he's known for one night for like four years yeah it's so like yeah i'm in the same situation no you're not but he does basically convince a lot of condor that she should like buy a ticket to mars and go see her boyfriend because she inexplicably has like a million bucks oh and yeah the she's super so. rich for all that she's way better than him it is not fair <laughs> Yeah, So she does. She buys a ticket to Mars and she's going to go reunite with her boyfriend. He gets this message from his girlfriend about a cat who managed to smuggle itself to Mars because it went into one of the escape pods on the rocket ship. And he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll smuggle myself to Mars in an escape pod. Because... Why not? But he needs a lot of Condor because only friends and family of people departing to Mars can like get close enough to the shuttle. Yeah, interesting that these people think that in 25 years or so, you won't be able to accompany someone to the gate at the airport, but a space airport will be fine. So they seem to have filmed the space airport scene at the same hotel they used in the Hunger Games, but in Atlanta. Oh, really? I I mean that's what it looked like it had the same elevator look and uh she's like fine you can come with me I'll pretend whatever so then he sneaks his way onto the shuttle inexplicably manages to get into an escape pod and does take off they run into each other again when they uh get into like the spaceship in orbit that's like actually gonna take them to Mars which is gonna take like a whole other month so then she's really pissed because she's like I am the one who scanned you in what were you gonna do and he was like well I was gonna hide in an air duct for a month but then the two of them basically have to pretend that he's actually there for a reason and he's her boyfriend mason gooding wow this movie takes a lot more explanation than i had originally thought i'm so glad that you're on the summary this month because i watched a week ago and there are a lot of details i do not remember (laughs) Anyway, so for the next like 35 days, they have to live in the same room and pose as a couple and they become friends. They get to know each other. They really encourage each other. So uh, he basically tells her that, well, you shouldn't be waiting around for your boyfriend. Like he should be the one who's following you. And she encourages him, I guess, even though he's kind of like whatever. He's like so whatever. Um, The thing that bugged me about him is that he's obsessed with space. So I thought that he would also be smart and interested in space, but he doesn't seem to know anything. No, he does not. I was like, you've been obsessed with this thing your whole life and learned like not one single fact. But apparently, he's so like heartfelt and whatever. He just inspires her. He inspires a couple to get engaged on the ship. (laughs) Like he, uh, when he like riffs on terraforming, like I don't know. Um, but eventually they have this great connection. But she realizes ultimately that Mesa Gooding is the one she wants to be with, and so when they as they approach Mars, she basically tells him, "I, I'm sorry, but like I cannot sneak you onto Mars. Like I'm gonna stay with my boyfriend." And he's like, "Wow, you're just a coward," which is weird because she's paid a million I dollars to go so to Mars. Mad. She's also not a because ca- the whole thing was she overcame her fear of. Fl- So he does get arrested upon getting to Mars because how could he not? And she reunites with a boyfriend, but kind of realizes that this isn't the life she wants. He, meanwhile, meets... Zach Braff, Zach Braff, Jeff Bezos, and Zach Braff, Jeff Bezos is like, yeah, we definitely knew as a company that you snuck onto this, but we decided to do it as a security test. And also, I've leaked all the security footage to people on Earth, and they love you. You've gone viral, so we're actually not going to arrest you. We'd like you to be the face of this company. And uh, so he gets a job and a contract to stay on Mars, a real windfall. But he realizes that Mars actually isn't any different from being on Earth because he still has no life plan or any goals or ambitions or money yeah even though he's on mars it doesn't really make a difference and so he go decides he's gonna go back to earth once he hears that lana condor is going back to earth so they reunite on the shuttle back to earth and kiss chase to the spaceport classic yeah i feel like that was a really all over but this film was actually kind of complicated i think that you summed it up well i'd like to address two important things that i think didn't come up one is that Part of the attachment for Lana Condor is that Mason Gooding's family is basically her foster family because they have been dating since they were like 14, which is also around when her parents died. Yes. And then his family took her in, essentially. So this is like her whole world. Yes. And I found that actually to be very emotional and stressful. But on the other hand, does Cole Sprouse have a family? Did he run it by them when he left for Mars? So here's my complaint. Well, first of all, I could not understand that Cole Sprouse, I was like, is this really the same man who's on Riverdale? Because I swear on Riverdale, he looks a hundred times more attractive than he does here. And I never even found him attractive on Riverdale. So like, really, I was like, I hate this face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, truly I thought he was so unattractive and I was deeply confused there's like this running gag that the captain of the spaceship is like "Mm, you're dumb but you're sexy and I was like no he's just dumb I'm not personally into it but personality wise it like got a little better face wise i think i was a little bit like such a shame that she's trading down from mason gooding like this i know what i was like he is not an attractive face like i just don't understand this he was an extremely cute child anyway inexplicable i like could not get past this like one thing (laughs) i was like this film is asking me to think that this man is like dumb but sexy but like he is not sexy they could have put Mason Gooding in this role, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. Like, did they make the choice? I think, I feel like they made the choice to have him not be like too hot. I, I really, look, what am I watching these films for if not for hot people? Like, he's not the one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, your aspersions on his face aside... <laughs> I'm just saying that this movie gave me nothing in terms of him, okay? He's a very average character. And that's, like, canon, right? Like, that's, like, part of the film is that people love him. He goes viral in the end because he's so average. Like, they can't get over how average he is. He is average in every single way except his face, which is ugly. I think that other people might disagree about his face. Sure, I, I guess. I'm, I just think of you of eyes. I'm neutral. I guess on his face. And the thing about his averageness is like parts of it are fine and he cares about her, which is what's important, but it is a little bit like in what world she is like, there's like nothing she can't do. I know, I truly could not figure out at the end why she was giving up Mason Gooding (laughs) to go with Cole Sprouse. Like I was like, I kind of understand it, but in the logic of the film, it's like she is trading down so far. He is better looking, he's really smart, he's on Mars, his whole family is her family, they love her, like tick, tick, tick. I mean, that's the point, right? It was the point because even though like Mason Gooding tipped all the boxes, like, you know, his dreams of, like, doing whatever smart thing he was doing on Mars was not enough. He didn't value her above that or, you know, and she deserved that, I guess. Well, yeah, but I mean, that was the point of the movie. I would argue that, like, they just wanted different things. Like, I think he expected her to want what he wanted, which isn't necessarily a terrible thing, but is not a recipe for long-term whatever. I must say, though, Cole Sprouse, when he's chasing her to the spaceport, is giving up, I think, a very cool opportunity. Yeah. It's like to go to the series maybe yeah to go to Ceres. like zach zach Braff, jeff bezos offers him the chance to be like the first human to go to Ceres. and um and i assume he would have been paid for it like he's contracted by the company he's working for the company so i think he you know he was getting paid so he was just like giving up money, whatever, to go back to Earth with her and do what exactly? Is he going to go back to the coffee shop and work underneath the rope But I get? I just, I can't, I don't know what he's qualified to do. It seems like nothing. Yeah, what is he studying at future college? The The whole thing at the beginning was that he's changed his major like 18 times or something because he, his only goal was to go to Mars, but he wasn't smart enough to like stick it out in any of the programs. Oh, or something. I don't know. But- He's not doing great. And what's he going back to? I mean, I guess she's going to make all the money for them, but I don't see their long-term relationship where they really working out. I don't know. I mean, I guess you need balance. Maybe I just had trouble putting together the logic or I missed some of this, but I don't understand how he's so into, I guess, space and adventures, but not any of the related... Maybe he'll go back and write space novels. Maybe. That could be something he does. He did say at the... I think he says like why he wants to go to Mars at the beginning of the film where we meet him and he's making a video application for the program. Um, So I think he says all his stuff, but I don't really remember. I think it's a kind of like... He's romantic about Mars Not necessarily interested I think in general He's got a whole thing about Like I like adventures And I think I was like This both speaks to me And deeply annoys me Like I kind of don't know What to do with this But also What kind of child Or young person Is named Walt? Yeah that was (laughs) I don't know I was like Outside of I guess lost I was like Well they've picked Such an unsexy person I guess they have to Give him such an unsexy name (laughs) I don't know (laughs) That's fair Anyway, um, we have barely talked about Lana Condor. Sorry, okay. I also want to note, though, that, like, until, like, the middle of, for, like, the first, I don't know, maybe third of the movie, Matt was like, I don't know, you think they're going to get together? Yeah, they're on the poster. I think they're going to get together. <laughs> Why would he even <laughs> ask that? Yes, they're going to get together. I think even- I- she- <laughs> Part of my incredulity during most of this film was how are they even going to get together? Because it doesn't really seem like, you know, I just, the vibe between the two of them was like, not bad. It was like decent, but I didn't really think it was super romantic. Well, I think that's why like early on combined with her obsession with getting to her boyfriend that he was kind of like, oh, like you think they're, I don't, it doesn't sound like because they're both like into these other people. And he was like, why did we invest so much time in Ginny? And I was like, 100% they're going to get together like they just got forced into a fake dating situation and also it's billed as a rom-com and they're the two people on the poster exactly to his credit yeah i will say this i too was like why are we spending so much time with jenny is this movie actually about jenny and him with lana condor in it i think not no no i i know (laughs) i know but like when i was watching it at first i was like this is a lot of time with this girl that he's not gonna kiss But I think, like, by the time they were hanging out all the time on the ship, he was like, I'm sorry, I doubted you. And I was like, (laughs) it's fine, but what? What, Like, what a question. Now you seem cute but dumb. (laughs) Overall, though, I think I enjoyed a lot more of it than you did. I thought that it was a very weird movie and tonally, especially at the beginning, it was so campy that we were a little like, where is this going? But... Between, I guess, decent performances and, like, a very... And I I guess, like, it was weirdly a good setup, even though it was a bizarre setup, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I was... I think I also struggled with their ages in that they felt really young. And so like parts of it felt really absurd because I was like, I don't really understand this. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like the setup of the movie was a little weird for me. Early on, it was like, I'm watching a Disney Channel original movie. Exactly. And then suddenly someone said erection. And I was like, hmm. yeah, I was like, totally this movie is like striking a weird tone. <laughs> But I will say I enjoyed all the sassy robots. Yes. Um, And I enjoyed Lana Condor. I thought she was really cute. You know, I thought her, I thought we could have spent more time with her because her backstory was frankly a lot more interesting than his. But alas. There's just so much average dude is nice and therefore deserves this unbelievably accomplished girl. (laughs) I know but what I did like was that and and you mentioned this with like uh, her relationship with Mason Gooding's family because one of the things that pushes her to actually break up with Mason Gooding and go back to earth and really the thing that she was most concerned about was um, her kind of losing access to his family and Mason Gooding's mom has this conversation with her of being like we're your family you know like we're just we're we're always gonna love you and, and care for you and you know you're allowed to change yeah and you're you know you're allowed to not want this anymore and I thought that was so lovely and um and really nice and for me maybe like the highlight of the film. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite scene. I wrote I may cry. Yeah, that was really nice. There were some other things that I enjoyed, but that that probably was the most emotional, which is maybe not what you want, but I mean, I I'm sure I liked some of her and Cole Sprouse's interactions on the ship. I just don't really remember it. The middle part kind of all like well they're literally like suspended in time basically. Yeah, for like 35 days, yeah. I thought they were good devices. Like, I feel like the setup for her having to trap him in her room for a month was both made sense and was surprising. Yeah. I thought they had set up well that she was the kind of insane person who knew like everything about how the ship worked. Yeah, yeah. I feel, despite some qualms that some of us have about faces or tones or whatever, (laughs) that so often I feel like we complain that rom-coms don't give The main couple enough airtime to get to know each other, and that was probably the bulk of this movie. Yes, I will say that that both made sense, like time wise in the world of the film and time wise on screen. Right, we know that a month passes while they literally have no one to talk to except each other. Like she will not let him interact with anyone else on the (laughs) ship unless he like you know like reveals their ruse. (laughs) And <laughs> she's like, what if someone catches you? And he's like, you're the only person who ever catches me. And like in that month of like really concentrated time, yeah, like I really buy that they really, really got to know each other very well. Camp time. And then also in the film, because that is the bulk of the film is then like talking to each other. It also made sense. Yeah. Like I can totally buy that in the last year, she's now spent significantly more time talking to Cole Sprouse than to Mason Gooding. Yeah for sure yeah I think there were a lot of snippets of that I liked and that the overall quality of that writing was pretty good in spite of the fact that I didn't like him that was okay i i i'm not sure yeah i I, there was there was a lot of stuff that i found really cheesy but some stuff was all right i thought some of the jokes didn't really land for me but i think i was at a point where i just like disliked him his face so much (laughs) that i was like i'm not sure anything about this film is gonna like really work for me now but she's so cute she is really cute again the robots and her were (laughs) were my favorite parts. It was kind of fun to see her play like a different vibe than Lara Jean. Yeah, I was very thrown though whenever they swore because I I think it was like in my head still kind of in like a Lara Jean type film. Like as you said, like it had like kind of Disney Channel vibes. And so I was like, why are they saying words that they should not be saying? I loved, okay. So when she helps him sneak onto like the, what is it? Sort of the Mars kind of entry point. Or other ship, or... At one point, they changed locations, and then he's no longer in her room, and he's, like, hiding downstairs, and... Oh, yeah, I... I, It was, like, something breached the hall, they had to all move, something, something, yeah. Whatever, but whatever, like, fort thing it is that they made was incredible. It was really cute. I was, like, I want to live here. Like, whatever, you two, but... I was charmed by that, and also, whatever device they had that could project, like, um... Like, the planets? Yeah, the, like, the... That was very cool. I mean, I thought you would have really enjoyed, like, the space element of this film. It's a wonderful light system. We were like, oh, that's where the Infinity Stones were formed. But, no, yes, yes and no, I don't know. I like... Well, I was going to say, I, like Cole Sprouse, don't know that much about space. And then I was like, I may know more about space than Cole Sprouse, though. That is fair. Well, (laughs) since we're talking about what we liked about the film anyway, let's move on to our favorite scenes and lines. So um, we both talked about one of our highlights was Lana Condor talking to Mason Gooding's mom. We both really enjoyed that. Uh, Do you have other favorite scenes? I think my runner up to the mom and Lana scene is the Cole and Zach Braff scene. Oh, where, where he's basically being like, yes, you're so average, super average, the most average. And then they're just like a couple of good lines, like Zach Braff being like, there is no diet blackmail. You blackmailed her. It's fine. And then I'm a billionaire, Walt. I don't pay taxes. Um, and I, th- but I think my favorite was him. I don't remember like sort of what it was exactly, but it was kind of like, you know, like the whole like point of blah, 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 whatever. And Coles Sprouse goes, love. And Zach Braff goes, love. How old are you? No. It's weird to see Zach Braff old. I know. I enjoyed the cat, the space cat that appeared. The space cat was very cute. But my favorite line, oh, and, and all the robots. I enjoyed all the robots, as I've said. But my favorite line was probably when they were on the ship and Lana Condor says to him at one point, you're so dumb. It makes me so angry. And I was I like, oh, same. Same, girl. Same. <laughs> Look, he had nothing to offer me, not his face, not his intelligence, not okay. anything about it. I think some of the robot lines were my favorite, like, basically, like, trapped humans, I'm paraphrasing, like, will result in more humans or fewer humans, (laughs) yes, (laughs) and like sexual reproduction, making garbage causes humans great happiness, but looking at it causes great shame. Oh, here's some actual them stuff. I liked, uh, when Lana Condor panicking was like, do you think you could fit in my suitcase? And Cole Sprouse was like, that feels like a first draft idea. Um, I did like that line, but I'm sorry everything else got overshadowed by her. <laughs> You're so so <laughs> dumb to <She's> be so angry. <laughs> um, they she had a lot of zingers. I, I the quality of the middle part, in a good way, is like mostly samey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say that. Um, do you have any least favorite lines? Least favorite scenes? Again, my least favorite thing was him. So. Um. I don't know if I have worse. I think a lot of the things where I was like, what the heck is this? Like later got lampshaded, like being like, did this really work? Oh no, it didn't, they knew. But, oh, I think some of the moments that bugged me the most were, it was like, I can totally buy Maybe you can't, but I can buy that he's a good guy that she would want to be with, even if he's not necessarily like ambitious in the same way or whatever. Like there are things that are more important. However, I found it hard to buy that he was like so inspirational when he was like giving speeches and changing people's lives. And and I was like, I can buy that he is eloquent enough to inspire her and charming to her. But I was like, I feel like they gave you the impression that he was so earnest or charming or something that he could have like led a cult yeah no 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 i i found him useless so it just made me a- angry i thought it was fairly well done in terms of like some of his like checklisty things were cute to be fair i'm a cheesier person than you and a lot of the stuff in between some them was cute <laughs> but i was like i don't know that i can buy that everyone's so into this loser Like, Lana Condor, sure. Like, people fit in surprising ways, but really? Like, the captain, these lesbians, the whole ship is about this dude? Yeah. Although, to be fair, they were also happy to see him go to jail. So maybe they're just living their lives. And when they were on the ship, they thought also that he was secretly smart. Oh, yes, that's true. He was operating sort of under the veneer of, like, metaphorically speaking, Mason Gooding's Harvard degree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which... Doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it it does mean something to people. Yeah. My other thing was, well, first of all, I don't know that we're going to have, like, turquoise walls and portholes in our colleges in 20-something years. Maybe you should have picked, like, a further away date. But I appreciated some of the commentary on, like, money and sustainability and stuff. But I was also like, but then again, still a white guy. Mm. POC? POC. So what was our POC count? Well, Mason Gooding, Lana Condor... Um, I think it's now like very faddish to have one of the people in the couple be not white and the other one be white. So, <laughs> uh, Mason's whole family? Yep, Mason's whole family. Um, and the captain of the ship, one of the lesbians. Yes. I wrote Tabby or Celeste. I still don't know. And then checking the credits, I think it was Celeste. I don't know. They are the same to me. I was charmed that uh, the captain, Michelle, Buteau? Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce it. I'm, I'm not confident either. But that to Matt, like, he was like, oh, she's the woman who narrates. It's a reality show. I'm not sure. Which Too one. Hot to Handle. Is she? I think she. Or is, or is it the circle? Oh, no, I think she does the circle. I think she does the circle. Too Hot to Handle is like the Alexa. Yeah. Is that, a, yeah. Is that an actor or is that a. No, it's an actor, but I don't know who. necessarily. Anyway, yeah, I think it is the circle. Regardless. Yeah. <laughs> And he was like, oh, is it so-and-so? And I was like, oh, yeah. Forgot about that period in the pandemic where I was getting dragged down that hole. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, you know, decent amount of POC actors. And then what would you rate this film? I don't know. When I finished it, I think I was like, I enjoyed that. And then going back through my notes today, I was like, eh, seven. And now talking to you, I'm like, maybe not. I, I think I would give it like a three or a four. Like I, oh my God. <laughs> I really didn't like it. What? But, no, okay. I would not want to watch I, it again. I, that's, that's mainly the thing is that I would not want to watch it again. Watching it made me tired. I just, okay. I wasn't into it. I didn't buy it. I, I thought they were too young for me, I think. That might be true. Yeah. I was like, I can't care about this. Like I just don't buy this. Actually, I don't know if that's really an excuse because I really liked To All the Boys and they're younger. True, but they're not like going to space. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I watched Turning Red recently and felt very fond of it, but I don't think that I enjoyed it the way I would have 20 years ago. <laughs> true. I really love Turning Red, but there was like an adult part of me that was like, wait, so does the whole town just know? But, which would not have been a problem if I was 13. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I think they, this film, I I wasn't sure what, who the target audience was for this film, and it wasn't me, for sure. I kind of appreciated the effort to try something definitely unlike anything we've watched, but it was a little... I don't even know if I'd say, like, uneven in quality, but, like, tonally uneven. Yeah, I would agree. There was some something weird and, and, like, not quite works. I think it was larger than life, but maybe they didn't quite go so far that we... Like, they still had... I don't know. It was interesting. I would maybe have to go back and watch it to know how I really feel about it, but, like, when am I doing that? Yeah. Anyway, I stick by, like, my four out of ten um, space ships. Uh, air ducts, sassy robots. I think to counterbalance you, I'm going to stick with my uncertain six or seven. Okay, sure. Turquoise walls with portholes. I think if you like Cole Sprouse, that this movie would really go up in ranking. I think if you don't like Cole Sprouse, apparently. I honestly think that for you if we just replaced him with someone you thought was cuter, this movie would have gone up a lot of points. I I think so. I think if they had replaced him with Mason Gooding, then I would have preferred, like, I would have been like, this movie was fine. Like, I... Look, I didn't know how much I didn't like Cole Sprouse's face until I was watching this film, okay? Well, I don't think there's any changing your mind, so uh, that's just... It's not even... Like, I don't... I wasn't into it. I was just like... You don't have to make excuses. I know I'm being unreasonable. Like it's just I unreasonable. was blinded to every moment of emotion or dialogue by my hatred of his face. I just feel like his face really cast a pall over the film for me. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> well, anyway. Okay. And as the podcast ends in in disarray, I, I maybe we'll average to like five or maybe five and a half. Yeah. Ripley, the space cat. we can come together on ribley the space cat yes that's true well thank you so much for joining us for this month's episode we'll be back next month please follow us on our social media and we'll talk to you soon Thank you to Hannah Oatman who composed our theme music and Alexandra Oatman who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast Asian Americana at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Ramcomathon? You can read past reviews at Ramcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at Ramcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and Ramcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. Please subscribe and rate romcom on iTunes. Thank you!